Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. It's a good sound. Thank you for being here tonight. What a sweet presence in this place. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated if if you so desire. Um, It is great to be in the house of the Lord. Sweet presence, my mind. It is uh, moments like these that you just want to sit and ravel in what's going on. Um, I, I will admit it is tiresome, right? It, we came from a, a busy weekend, and uh, there's no place I'd rather be right now than right here. Maybe tired, maybe working hard, but at the end of the day, Sunday comes. Let's get to the house. Amen. Um, Thankful for the opportunity to speak. Uh, Pastor and his wife, I hope that they uh, have safe travels and uh, they they get well rested tonight. I guarantee, as tired as I may be, they are exhausted. Um, and uh, just pray for strength and that uh, they can go about their week and get some strength. Um, thankful for everyone here today. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, thank you all that supported the Now Gen, the bake sale, and the car wash. It was a success. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, give, your, give yourselves a hand. Give them a hand. They work very hard, diligently within that. And uh, they deserve they deserve praise for for working that. That is not an easy task for about four to five hours, um, and it get it got hot. Um, so washing those cars, you had to make sure it was wet, and so it was drying in the sun. So you kind of had to rinse, wash, rinse really quick. Uh, otherwise, it was going to dry up. So. They worked really hard. I appreciate that, and uh, we did we did su- exceed our goal, and we still do have um, our uh, yes, we did ex- exceed our goal. We're very thankful for that. Awesome, awesome, um, and we will have the goods tonight as well. Um, after tonight, they're gone. Just so you know. Um, so if you brought something and you still have it here, take it because I can't take that home because it'll be gone eventually and if you look at me I don't need it okay I don't need it so please take it with you and um, if, if it didn't get sold but there is still the opportunity tonight to support um, if you have already and you're just hankering or if you haven't already and you're hankering just uh, you know support we appreciate it um, thankful uh, for the ministry of this church, for Bishop and his wife, grateful for them, love them so much. Um, my 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 father and my mother appreciate them. They are always a big support in my life, and uh, always always back at me, and I always appreciate that. It is a big big uh, help and uplift. Um, and my wife, love and appreciate her. 
um, as much as I may be doing, you know, studying for this weekend, she was baking and she was hard at work and she was just as tired as I am. And so I love and appreciate her. There's no one I would rather uh, serve with. And I love her so much. Um, it's awesome. And uh, so we're going to turn to Genesis 3, 1 through 5 tonight. Uh, I got to be honest. Being the fact that I am tired, I don't know how this is going to go. It could be long, could be short. We'll just see. All right. Um, I, my voice is kind of going out a little bit. I was whistling a lot yesterday trying to get attention for cars and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so Genesis 3.1, I'm reading from the NLT. It'll be on the KJV, but just take a, take a listen. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wind wild animals and the Lord God hath made one day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden verse 2 says of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied it is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat God said you must not eat or even touch it if you do you will die you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Amen. Bishop, would you mind praying tonight? Everyone said, amen. You may be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> well, wondering if you would help me tonight as I simply speak on this subject. Dear Satan. Dear Satan. Uh, disclaimer. All right. I'm trying to preach to us, dear Satan, but I want to disclaim that he is not the root of every single problem. All right, let's let's get that straight. All right, but there are certain things we need to be aware of. All right, so <clears throat> has anyone encountered a lion? A lion? No. I would hope that you hadn't. Unless you were at the zoo on two different sides of a very, 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 very thick glass or a very, 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 very strong piece of metal caging. Um, <clears throat> lions are graceful. They're agile. They're strong. They're coordinated. Um, but they're not fast animals. When we think of fast hunting animals, we think of a cheetah right? A cheetah. Really fast, you know. Um, but lions aren't fast. They, uh, they have a max speed of about 60 kilometers per hour, which is about 37 miles per hour. 
Um, and they can only keep that speed for about 200 meters, which is about 656 feet, all right? Not very long, um, <clears throat> longer than I could do, and I can't, I can't even reach a max speed of 37 miles per hour, but uh, <clears throat> that, is, that is a good distance. But compared to the common prey that they, they try to hunt out, like the antelope, all right? Um, <clears throat> they have and can have a top speed of about 98 kilometers per hour, uh, 60 miles per hour. And they can keep a pace of about 48 kilometers per hour or 30 miles per hour for about 20 miles. <clears throat> so that's without stopping, keeping pace, 20 miles, uh, 30 miles per hour. So how in the world are lions eating? Good question. Um, <clears throat> because we, we, have, we have the prey, which is speedy, agile, and, and lions are agile, but they're agile in a different way. They're very, you know, the antelopes, for example, are very lean. They're, they're very quick. And, and we have the lions. They're very stout. They're very muscular. They're, they're agile in the sense of, you know, making sure that they can maneuver. But, but they're not quick. They're not quick. So how in the world do they eat? Let's talk about how lions hunt. Known as king of the beasts, lions hunting strategies are calculated and unique. Um, they stay hidden in the grass. They let prey come close to them. So, so they make a very stealthy, and they go, they go very slow. If you watch it, it might look like it's slow motion because they're just, they're just moving, stealthy, and they are trying to keep track of their prey. They're waiting for their prey. And <clears throat> when the moment is right, they will charge quickly upon the prey, as quick as they can. Um, to make the prey paralyzed, fun fact, the lions will bite the back, and they will bite the nose, and then they will try to crush the windpipe, make sure that they are, you know, completely immobilized. They can't move. Lions, with this, are extremely patient hunters. Um, because the majority of their prey has better speeds, lions wait. Um, sometimes they have to wait several hours to hunt a single prey. Now, I got to tell you, if this applied to us and, and I had to hunt what I was going to eat, you know, if there wasn't Chick-fil-A and I wanted some chicken nuggets, I had to go get the chicken and I had to hunt like he's, you know, the lion's hunting and I had to, man, my belly would be growling because it'd give me up because I'm hungry. I want the food, right? And so it, but it waits. It waits and it waits and it is patient. Um, it, does, it was waiting for just one single prey. Hours. Man, it, I go 30 minutes sometimes after breakfast. I'm like, man, I want something else. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a, you know, cinnamon roll or something, you know? Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so with that, they're patient. They wait, and they wait, and they wait for the right time. Uh, lions follow a different hunting pattern for different animals. Um, it's not the same every single animal. They don't do the same thing for, for uh, antelope that they do for something bigger, like a bear or anything like that. Their strategy changes. And, and when they're charging a group of pay at the, uh, prey at the core of their hunting strategy, this is the core. When they are charging a group of prey, they prefer to attack the weaker of the group for better success. 
makes sense, right? They're going to be slower. I mean, if, if, there, if all the young people were going to be attacked uh, by a lion and I was in the midst of them, he's getting me first probably. Um, that's just common sense. They're probably going to be faster than I am. So um, with that, it is going to happen, and uh, he is going to have a tasty meal, I guess. Um, <clears throat> the weaker and the slower of the group. Uh, with all of this in mind, uh, I find it pretty easy, as we should, to com- the comparison of the devil to a lion, right? First um, <clears throat> Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant. Because the, our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. Now, I wrote this note, and, and it was humorous at first. But if you dissect it, it's true. Satan's a creeper. Right? Satan's a creeper. All right? Um, I'm not talking about the Minecraft type, although that could that could apply because they're pretty creepy too. Um, <clears throat> Satan is a creeper. He is going around. He's sneaking. He is trying. He's sitting, whispering in your ear, trying, you know, waiting for the opportunity to attack. Because he'll say things, but maybe he won't do anything. But he's trying to convince you. He's he's thinking. He's trying to find the strategy that works for you. <clears throat> Satan formerly known as Lucifer, all right? He was an angel, as we all may know. This is oversimplified, but he got prideful, all right? He sought to be worshipped above God. He was kicked out of heaven along with a third of angels he was able to convince. One-third. That's what kind of shocks me when we think that we're able to tiptoe around things, Yet beings that were created by God to worship God, a third of them were convinced by Satan to go do something. How do we think we're any greater than than an angel to be able to do? The main goal of Satan, his main goal is to see how many people he can drag down with him. How many people he can drag down with him. His lies are the biggest con Ever. He is the father of lies. He blinds the minds of unbelievers. He disguises in costumes of light and righteousness. He tempts our souls and he twists God's words. But at the end of the day, we may know, we may agree, we may say amen, but we still get tripped up by his strategies and his lies because we allow him to get in our head. So with our scripture here today, we come along Eve and the serpent, Satan. We come along here and serpent asked, right? He asked, did God really say? That's, that's no brainer. Obviously, he's always going to twist anything and everything that God would say. And of course, Eve claimed that God said, Neither shall ye touch the tree, lest ye die. But that kind of goes beyond anything that we, we see here in Scripture. God didn't say don't touch it. He said don't partake of it and eat of it. So she's kind of going beyond. And, and so either Adam gave her an additional instruction that God didn't say, or 
she was just exaggerating because Satan was talking to her and already questioning, and she was already questioning in it. The serpent recognized Eve's confusion. So here we go. Here's a pinpoint right there. Eve's confusion. Boom. There's a good, there's a good chink in the armor. Found a point of attack. Knowing that she wouldn't die. Uh, knowing that she wouldn't die if she simply touched it. He lied by distorting God's word, as usual, and implying that God had kept them from this, you know, grandiose, they're going to be as God's mentality and concept. Here's the issue that we have here. We have these times where Satan wants us to do something that's way out of line that we wouldn't fall for. But he has a goal in mind where he wants you to be. So instead, he's trying to see, well, maybe if they touch the fruit and nothing happens, well, maybe I could partake of the fruit. Maybe I could partake of the fruit. He's just trying to see what strategy of steps he's going to take in order to get you to the end goal for him. And that's to get out of being a child of God. That's to get out of the house of God. He's like the lion. He is going to use different hunting patterns for everyone because he's got to find where your weakness is. He's got to find the chink in the armor and see, well, that didn't work for them, but maybe this will work for someone else, and I'll get them out. I'll get them out. Satan plays chess, not checkers. He is strategic. He is anticipating your move before you do it. And the more out of line he, with God he can get you, the happier that slew foot's going to get. He's going to try you from every single angle. He will try to make you feel worthless, like your life has no meaning and you're going to be suicidal. If that doesn't work, well, maybe he'll send something lustful your way and see if that trips you up. Or if maybe that's not working, maybe he'll try to scare you away and he'll start having demonic possession issues in your house. This could go on, but the point is he's going to try you. And, and I've got to say it. Sometimes I feel like Satan feels like we're helping him. We go to places we shouldn't be going. We hang with the people we shouldn't be hanging out with. We watch things we shouldn't be watching. We stay home from church sick. I say quotations. I understand people. Please don't get me wrong. All right? I understand people get sick. But I'm talking about the slight headache, this, the little stomach ache, the soreness, the tiredness, whatever it may be. Sometimes maybe God wants you to come to the, the house Right? And he wants your faithfulness, and he's going to bless you for your faithfulness. All right? Maybe you're not feeling good, but maybe you come to the house anyways, and maybe you can't lift your hands as much as you want to, but maybe you're doing the best that you can, and God's like, I see that. I'm going to honor that. I'm going to honor the faithfulness of this child of God, and healing is going to come. Another one that we have issue with, that I feel like we help God out a little bit, is allowing our extracurricular hobbies to become more important than showing up to church. And that's really more about inventory on where our priorities lie than anything else. Are they on earthly things, or are they going to be on your eternity? The church would have way more commitment to it if we actually took the verse that no man shall serve two masters way more seriously. 
because guess what? You could come here every single service, have yourself a shout and fit every single time the doors are open. But in, then when you're not in the building, you're living how you want to. You're playing patty cake with the devil. And guess who's ma what master you're serving? We got to get serious about this thing. We got to get serious about this thing. We got to stop looking like we're trying to assist Satan and keeping us out of heaven. Do you know that Satan has hopes and dreams for your life? Yes, he does. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to live in fear. He wants you to feel insecure. He wants you to avoid the church. He wants you to be led astray. And he wants you to fail. All sounds wonderful. Wonderful hopes and dreams for our lives. Ephesians 6 and 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual witnesses in the high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your Lord's girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked i wonder what would happen if we had some people that decided that enough is enough i'm not going to do this anymore i'm going to go all in on this and I'm going to put on the whole armor. And Satan, I'd like to see you try and stop me. Bring a challenge to him for once. And that's the thing. Put on the whole armor. Because when you start doing this and you start putting on the whole armor, he's going to be looking. He's going to be studying. He's going to see, well, there, there's a chink there. You better watch it. There's a chink. I'm going to get you. And that's why we have to put on the whole armor. We can't allow any holes in the armor. We can't allow anything to sneak through and creep through. And that's why the whole armor is important because otherwise we are going to get caught up and tripped up by him because he's going to find it. He's not dumb. He's not dumb. He's going to find it. I'm trying to make you aware of who we're dealing with. I'm trying to make you aware of who we're dealing with. The church in 2022 needs a reminder of who we are and who God is. And that we have the power to resist. Resist and he will flee. Resist and he will flee. It is, it is that simple. It seems so simple. I know there's a lot of parts to it, but it seems so simple to this. We can resist. If we are a child of God, we are living with God, we have the whole armor of God, there is no reason that we cannot have the power to resist the devil. So, give him a taste of his own medicine. Tell him every once in a while where his place lies. Speak to him with authority. <laughs> Write him a letter. All right, I know it may seem silly, but if you want to, go home tonight. Write him a letter. 
Put it on your fridge if you need to, just to remind yourself that you're telling Satan, this circumstance, no more. I'm not having it anymore. Dear Satan, I just wanted to let you know today that you don't fool me because the word says in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I see through your lies, devil. Get thee behind me, signed, Alex Mason, child of God. Well, how about this one? Dear Satan, you attempted to get me to sin earlier today, but I'm reminded of 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I don't want to be associated with the likes of you, devil. God has already won the battle. Get thee behind me. Signed, Alex Mason, child of God. How about one more? Dear Satan, you tried to put me down in an oppressive state today and make me feel like nothing and that I should commit suicide. But I thought of a verse that you might like. 1 John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and I have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's not my fault that God gave us power through him to overcome you. Who would have thought that the creator of the universe would be more powerful than you? Go figure, devil. Get thee behind me, signed, Alex Mason, child of God. You get the point. You get the point. Tell him that you have nothing to fear. Isaiah 41.10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be thou not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee. In the right hand of my righteousness, Luke 10.19, behold, I give unto you my power to tread on serpents and scorpions over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind you have nothing to fear from satan you have nothing to fear tell him get back in your place satan tell him you have authority and power through god romans 8 31 says what shall we say then say to these things but if god be for us who can be against us second corinthians 12 9 and says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. More gladly, therefore, I would rather get glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in the infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For I, when I am weak, I am strong. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. you got to remind Satan every once in a while, I have the power to resist. Through God, I have the power over you. God's already won the battle. The music can come. Tell him that you have been given promises in Christ Jesus. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that what whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Colossians 1, 13 and 14, for who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath trans translated us into the kingdom of dear son. 
his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Romans 5, 8, but God commandeth his love towards us in that we, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We have a promise through Christ Jesus. Wonder if we would stand today. We've got to put Satan back in his place. We can't allow him to have any leeway in our minds. We can't allow him to, to, to get in us and try to attack us, attack our minds. He's strategic, folks. He's not stupid. If there's a chink in the armor, he's going to find it. We can't allow it anymore. we got to put the armor on, the whole armor on. Tell him, dear Satan, no more. No more. Dear Satan, I'm a child of God. I'm taking back the power that God has given me because I never lost it. As long as I'm living with God and I've got the full armor on, no, no, devil. You don't fool me. You don't scare me. Go back to your corner. I don't want it anymore. You can't let him trick you because you let him think that you have no cards to play. He lets you think that you have no cards to play. Well, if you've got the whole armor on, you have all the cards to play. You have all the cards to play. Because I've got the maker of heaven and earth on my side. What do you got, Satan? What do you got? These altars are open tonight. I wonder if we could tell Satan about it tonight. I wonder if we could put him back in his place tonight. And let's have a little bit of a shouting fit about it. How about that? Let's tell him about it. Come on now. Well, one night while I was sleeping, I felt a presence in my room. I looked down at the foot of the bed and there stood Mr. Gloom. Well, he tried to put his fear on me and I heard him start to weep. I just spoke the name of Jesus and I went right back to sleep. I ain't got time for you, devil. Don't you waste your time on me. I ain't got time for you, devil. Cause my Jesus, he lives in 
the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Since then we were lost. Well, the devil's not too smart, you know, showing up at every turn. I just smile, I go on by, see the devil never learns. I ain't got time for you, devil. Don't you waste your time on me. Jesus are loving me. Well, the devil is like a lion. He's roaming to and fro. He's seeking whom he may devour, and he's trying to steal my soul. But the lion of Judah's in me. I'm nothing now to fear. Satan, you have lost control. Get on out of here. I ain't got time for you, devil. Don't you waste your time on me I ain't got time for you devil Oh my Jesus and listen me Oh the devil is a liar and the truth he cannot tell so anything he's got you send him back to hell Jesus whipped the devil he showed him who was boss he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, since which we were lost. Well, the devil showed up, you know, showing up at every turn. I just smile, go on by, see the devil never learns. I ain't got time for you, devil. Don't you waste your time on me. I ain't got time for you, devil. Call my Jesus Praise him, let's praise him, let's praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.